Well, hello there, film fans, film goers, film lovers, and of course, filmmakers. You are now tuned in to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. This is the destination for all manner of films that you find at flickfair.com. Just what kind of films will you find at flickfair.com? Well, you'll find documentary feature science fiction action adventure romance comedy experimental music video and so much more so the big question is have you gotten your pass yet if not it is so easy go to flickfair.com click on get my pass to well get your pass and then you can take the magic with you anywhere because now flickfair is available in both the Apple Store and Google Play. Now you can take the movie magic wherever you go by downloading the Flickfair app. Now, you hear that? That is the sound of a tumultuous relationship between two codependent lovers who are at the end of their tether. That is the sound of heartbreak, of depression, of sadness, of grief, of anger, of rage and of course of violence. And our guests are here to tell us all about that. Right after this, you're listening to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast. We'll be right back. Now here's some good news for you. Flick Fair is now available in the App Store and Google Play. You can take the movie magic of all the wonderful films available at Flick Fair wherever you go when you download the Flickfair app. So go to the App Store or Google Play to download the Flickfair app today. Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the Flickfair Film Festival looking for filmmakers to enter their films into our monthly film festival. That sound could be calling out to you. So if you're a filmmaker and you have a film that you want to show the world, now's your opportunity. Go to flickfair.com to register your film today and enter our monthly film festival. The Flickfair Film Festival official podcast is here weekly with exciting new stories and exciting interviews with exciting filmmakers. So be sure to tune in every week to get your scoop on the latest films that you can find at flickfair.com. Welcome back to the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Now, before the break, I promised that our guests would be here to tell us all about their moving film. So let's not beat around the bush. Here is today's Logline. Logline. Hello, my name is Morten. I'm one of the directors of Happy New Year. Um, and Tobias could not be here with us today, but my coast directors here too. Yes, I'm Sabina Toon. I am a Danish actress and director and screenwriter and we have made Happy New Year. And a very short one, Happy New Year, is that Happy New Year is a dark poetic drama about a dysfunctional relationship, addiction between adults and love that does not consider. Yeah. And there you have it, Flick Fair listeners. We are joined by two directors today, uh, Morton and Sabina, who brought us their lovely film, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you for inviting us. 
Well, uh, right out of the gate, I want to just get right down to one of the first things that our viewers who have not yet seen this film will notice mm. is that this film uh, visually is nothing short of arresting. It uh, mm. from the opening from the opening frame, um, they will notice something very different about this film, and we're going to get in all all of that later on in terms of how you technically rendered this film. But I just have to say mm. right up front that um, this is probably one of the first times here at the festival I've gotten to see something rendered in such a way that this has been rendered. So congratulations to okay. both of you and the the other director who's not here with us today. Yeah. But Thank um, you so much. let's let's just dive right in. How did the three of you come together to create Happy New Year? Well, I, um, I, I came to Copenhagen and one of my first films were with Morten as a, um, a photographer as well. And hmm. we had a very good connection and we just met over coffee and talked stuff over. And turned out Morten had been at a camp that summer, just like a meet up in little island and there was a person there who made a spoken words poem mm. that inspired him a lot and then he just said hey so what do you think about this it inspired me mm. and then um, I saw it at this little restaurant in Copenhagen and um, I was like yeah we have to make something about this he was like yeah there's mm. a movie here yes there is and then I went home with it and I ended up using all night to make the first draft because I couldn't mm. help myself and, and, uh, and at that time we also uh, sorry but we also worked with, with Tobias so that um, made sense to drag him on board because I've worked with him as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Tobias, uh, who's not here, uh, yeah. what what uh, what has his concentration been in the past before he uh, came on board to work with the two of you? Well, both me and Tobias are actors, and okay. uh, that's how we met each other. But you also both studied dramaturgy, mm -hmm. um, so we had that background together, and we met up in a very uh, a smaller city in Denmark, Aarhus, where we ended up keep acting opposite each other. It was very funny. It was like a thing, we kept uh, getting roles together. So that was a background also having dramaturgy. Um, yeah, so of course we had to make something together. And and Morton, uh, you yeah. you heard this, this spoken word, this poetry. Yeah. Have you always been sort of uh, uh, connected to the realm of poetry and rhythm and uh, things that are said in such an eloquent way um, and found a way to translate it to your own work as a, cinematographer and photographer? I think this is, uh, first of all, yes, but it's different. Um, but when I he uh, heard this, I was like, I have to do something about this because the, the poem was so such um, in a way that I could see the movie. Mm. Uh, so I was, I was really interested in finding out if I could do it, mm -hmm. uh, but I couldn't do it on my, I couldn't do it myself. I couldn't, I was stuck with it for a whole year, just looking at it and like, what can I do? And that's why I, I talked with uh, Sabine and I asked her to like, help me do, uh, do it, make the, make the, the script. It's interesting that you should say that because there's so many directors who in your position, uh, having found inspiration from, from something like this, um, mm. would not have the, sort of wherewithal to tell themselves, I can't do this by myself. I need to mm -hmm. work in a team. And because uh, I guess what would you say that because that uh, sort of artistic ego is in their way of um, looking out for collaboration, mm -hmm. their project either languishes and never, never takes form or mm -hmm. it becomes something um, worse than uh, than 
its best potential. Mm. Um, what was that con first conversation like between you and Sabina in terms of let's try and do this together? Mm. Oh, the first meeting, it was like, I have this, it's very good. Um, I think there's the, I think there's a movie in here some, somehow. Mm -hmm. um, but how can we translate like as poems, like small scenes in this poem, and how can we translate it to, to like a fiction and like a story from like from A to B? Mm. Um, and actually, we, we, we bought into bias because he had another like point of view that we could use. Mm -hmm. And it just become the, it, it became this like this group dynamic uh, where we could just uh, uh, give each other's input all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would I would love to add on to it because I think right now what is me and Morton has worked together several times and still do in different projects and we'll do in the future. And it's so interesting because to Morton you express it like yeah this movie here, but to me we are um, artists in many different ways and mm -hmm. there is something in understanding when there is a artistic chemistry. Mm -hmm. where you can see that you can when he what he says I can see it from my inner eye and I can feel it as well into my art that are more physical also visual but that is the strength that has been and that we felt in that moment uh, just mm -hmm. to make a little flying but 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 honestly because yeah it was just a cup of coffee mm -hmm. and the spoken words but it was um, daring to go on the same um, adventure and journey of uh, imagining and feeling mm -hmm. out what was in those words in, in that moment which uh, Tobias also have uh, um, added on to, added on to. So that's, and that's just, that has been a very important thing for us to work like this. Every time we invite an artist on board with this, uh, it had to be somebody who wanted to contribute with their art and their uh, view, their eye. Mm -hmm. um, and we have been very uh, clear in what we wanted, but also very unclear in the sense that uh, we can see it, but for me personally, and I think that's where we meet each other to create great art. It's about not deciding where it goes. It's about running with it and let it live its life with the energies you bring into it, the people. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it feels um, that's how it's been different from when we normally make film where it's very like go from A to B to C and, you know, you go through and you have, you have your role in it. But this was, um, this was an artistic project in so mm. many ways, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cro uh, crossover between mm. different arts and people. Mm. And that started in that moment where we, because we express so differently, we could express it fully together. Mm. Let's talk about the, the story. Mm. So then uh, once this uh, sort of synergy was ignited between the three of you, mm. uh, I <laughs> imagine at some point, uh, little threads of a story began to peek up mm. through this, um, through the meetings mm. that you were having together. Um, walk us through what it was like trying to um, brainstorm a story or sort of pull a story from sort of the backlogs of your past inspirations or current mm. inspirations. What was that mm. like? Well, the, with... um, <clears throat> oh, you want to, yeah, please? No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it's because the, um, um, what we haven't told yet is uh, basically all the voiceover is um is the spoken words okay it is based on those and then um we have we have uh, of course adapted it in many ways mm. but the funny uh, thing was that when we started when i made the first draft and we sit with morton we thought this was clearly spoiler alert um uh, about depression mm. but then we had tobias coming in and we said what if we make it about not just um depression but maybe if you go with the addiction mm. between 
young adults because that's also um, very interesting in the terms of who gets addicted on alcohol, which is a spoiler. What mm -hmm. is what we see, we figure out in the end. Um, but that meant suddenly we, we, we added on along the way. And even when we were standing with the script, we were still looking at each other and checking mm. in with what experience we had mm. with different kind of um, <laughs> dysfunctional love, uh, hard love, mm. uh, turning it up and down. And it was very important for us to to uh, not just look at the story, but the the roles in terms of who do we expect to, to be violent we expect mm. the man to be violent mm. um, but make it make it uh, the woman that were the violent one but also how do we adapt that to the screen where we actually read it well mm. uh, right because there are so many um we have so many um privileges in general about mm. if we see a man do something it's this if you see a woman do it it's this so mm. um so yeah mm. Uh, Morton, I imagine for you yeah. as looking through the lens um, before you actually hit the set and actually start filming mm. this, uh, I imagine for you, one of the big challenges was, okay, now we're going to delve into this very rich story that deals with mm. all these complex issues uh, that for some are definitely a trigger um, and how to convey the story without seeming to take the stance of one character over the other, but mm. to portray the events as they happen. Um, mm. I imagine that must have been a, a, a challenge for you as you were trying to, to, to bring that uh, to the fore with what you will film through the lens. Mm. I think it was, it was really hard. Um, mm. Also because I was, was uh, the cinematographer, mm. I was having two hats on. Uh, and I remember taking my cinematographer head off, mm. taking my director head on and like saying, okay, what did I just see? Mm. Uh, so in that terms, it was, it was hard to, to make the scenes, you know, a whole thing. So it's just not, you know, uh, a music video, but it's just music and a scene and, and then on. Um, so so that was the that was the tricky thing and we kept going back to the script and like uh, using that as a blueprint to just trying to get it all the pieces uh, to fit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also 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 knowing that it would fit when we edit it mm -hmm. be open mm -hmm. to what it brought us and yeah. i also got to say morden is one of the most calm people i know and you really uh, are master of the arts of saying something hard mm. and real um in in the right way to put mm. it uh out visually which is the big exercise um, yeah yeah i have i have a trick question for both of you mm. <laughs> um thank you uh morton as the mm -hmm. cinematographer um looking at these characters and the way that things unfold mm. uh do you tell yourself not to judge the characters as you film them and mm. Sabina, as not thinking, putting on your actress hat, uh, mm. do you tell yourself to judge the character or the opposite character in the scene with you? Mm. That's a good question. Mm. I really, I, oh, it's, it's a, it's a tricky question. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've thought about it that way. You know, I look at the scene and see if it's if it's working or not working mm. um 
And afterwards, some of the scenes we are like, oh, oh, damn, uh, she's mean now. And then it, mm. like it comes afterwards. Mm. Um, so I think not when we are not when we made it. I thought about it that way. Mm. Were there moments this, uh, when you were the moments when you when you made that uh, that um, realization? Oh, she's mean now. That you mm. wanted to tweak something with the way it was filmed or the way that it was edited or cut together, mm. so that certain things would not be perceived the way that you suddenly perceived them. Mm. We we were trying to tweak tweak if you should be more kind or mm. more mean. Um, it's 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 still uh, we were also talked about is she drunk now mm. how drunk is she is she um, and and like she's drunk but she's not trying to show she's drunk so there was like those little bits of uh, tweaking we could we could do mm. um, yeah but it's a it's a trick question yes and what about I you think, Sabina yeah but I think it's a uh... What a wonderful question, really, because this is um, just to paint a scene for you. We are mm. using at least six hours on mm. uh, shooting this very, very heavy fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time we have the whole crew sitting at the other end of the house. And uh, as you asked, you asked uh, are you judging? When you are in something, it's different than being outside of it. Mm-hmm. And the people mm-hmm. outside were feeling horrible. <laughs> they said it was terrible for them to hear mm. basically me kick and scream. Mm-hmm. Um being inside it is different and I don't judge a character but I speak honest about it and that's what we had to do and for me it's this two-sided because there is um, for me as an actress I see that I hold and channel Mm. and I give myself I lend myself out which means it is me I'm giving myself I am kicking and screaming there but I'm lending it out to this woman Mm -hmm. and uh, we talk about this woman as I can I can we can have a scene where it's very harsh and then can stop and then I say oh god she's in pain mm-hmm. I can say that because I can feel her pain mm-hmm. I, I am there but then we, we talk about okay so taking that in she she for more than he sees okay she looks terrified or mad or mean and I can say she's in pain she's this and this I see it from this angle putting that together with what we want to show mm-hmm. is, uh, is the interesting part in between where we don't talk in, in a judging manner, but we do talk about, as you said, how drunk is she? How does she act? And uh, what, 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 how would this look if you are so scared or so mad or so frustrated mm-hmm. um, in a situation? Because, yeah, it can, it can look mean. And honestly, also to, to, to be, um, because we talk, there's, there's a lot about being a pretty woman in film. Mm. Women has to be pretty and men can go so much further. And we wanted mm. her to not be pretty. Mm-hmm. We wanted mm-hmm. her to be real, really mm. real. And she, mm. she really is. Um, and go with that and present it as it is. Also knowing that she gets much more mean and ugly because she is that. Mm. But it is the reality. And that was so, so important for us to, um, to be close to that portrait mm. and not judge it. Because that's the whole the whole point with because it is a love story. Basically, this is love, and love is mm. messy and beautiful and, and fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, mm. but mm-hmm. but it is all that. So let it be that mm. and see see also even though she's mean, mm. the little little fear in her eye that makes her beautiful and human. One one of the powerful things about having this this huge aspect ratio that you have for this film yeah. is that <laughs> viewers see every well. 
they they get the idea that they, they're seeing everything yeah, yeah. in the frame whereas yeah. if this were a traditionally shot uh, and mm. rendered, rendered film we'd get one perspective so to speak in these mm. optimum moments yeah and these characters would suddenly have their sort of moment on the witness stand or mm. so so me asking for example did you have these moments where you pulled back and say okay i can't do this here um mm. because we want we want the audience to see both of these characters in the same space at the same time mm. uh, or was it was it less of a conscious decision to to do that and just just go with go with what instinct told you what your mm. intuition told you i must say we we, we went uh, as our the first, the second one you said um mm. and I don't think there was any time where we when we told ourselves we couldn't do this. Mm. Um, we just sometimes we tweaked a little thing, and sometimes we arranged some other stuff and arranged it around. Mm. Um, yeah, we made we had very clear ideas. Just to be, we had actually very clear ideas, but we wanted to show and the mm. perspective. We wanted yeah, to yeah. to manipulate the audience yeah. mm. into. A story where they saw everything, but there was uh, almost an, always an information they didn't get until the end, where mm -hmm. everything made sense. Yeah, <clears throat> and no. I think modern moves on intuition on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where, where, where did you, where did you film this uh, lovely film, by the way? We filmed filmed in a cabin in Jutland uh -huh. um, because we got some. What's called? Uh, got some 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 sponsorships. And yeah, from uh, from uh, a city called Aarhus. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that we needed to go to Aarhus to film this mm. in order to get the the, the money. And it fit. The yeah. countryside far out in the forest. The forest has such a big, uh, the room, everything has such a big character in it as well. Yeah. It's so yeah. so be beautiful background and landscape. It seems mm. uh, absolutely like a character of all its own. This, this mm. idyllic setting, this yeah. beautiful place where something ugly transpires. I'm not going to say mm. what because the, the <laughs> audience will, if they have not seen the film, they'll find out for themselves. Yeah. But um, interesting that that it takes place in such a lovely uh, sort of environment. Um, mm. And the cabin, how did you find this cabin? How did we find it? We, we were looking at cabins and we were looking at not too far away from the city, but it mm. has to be like remote. And I think it was just like on the like cabin hunting. Mm. This is also very Danish. I think that's uh, but, but it is first like it was uh, such a gift. Everything was wood the way it was, mm -hmm. but that's mm. also a Danish summer house. Yeah. yeah. The important was that it were uh, out in the woods. We could mm. use the woods as well around. And also, we used the cabin and mm. like there's some flowers in the in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And in the end, they are all uh, dead. Yeah. But you don't really see it. Only if you look at it, mm. and the clothes, the clothes started to be. I think it was colorful mm. and it ended. It starts, with, uh, it starts light. We yeah. are very, very specific in making uh, also all the props and the lights and the books in the background light in the, in the beginning. And then it gets more and more this uh, mm. deep, dark, mm. uh, blue, gray. Yeah, yeah the color temperature. We see, a, we see a definite shift in color temperature from the beginning of the mm -hmm. film once we, reach to yeah. the, once we reach the end of the film. Um, yes. Not just the characters themselves, but the, the mm. foreground and the background and, mm. and which mm. things take place. We notice... Yeah. A definite shift, um, like 
uh, an evolution, so to speak, or a mm. de devolution, so to speak. But we'll, in fact, we'll actually we'll actually talk about a bit about that more in the next segment. Mm. Um, but before we do, listeners, we are joined by Sabine and Morton, who brought us their lovely film, Happy New Year. Uh, to us here at the Flick Fair Film Festival. And we have a small clip for you to listen to and pique your interest in this film. And we'll be right back right after this. The first day of passing. We started Så så hun lidt, og så blev vi bare i sengen. Be sure to go to flickfair.com to get your festival pass. And once you've gotten your festival pass, you can watch a bevy of films that include science fiction, action, drama, experimental, music video, documentary, and so much more. Not only that, you can also judge the best of, of the films that are entered into our monthly film festival. So go to flickfair.com, get your festival pass today. Now, Flickfair is all over social media, and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Simply look for Flickfair. Don't forget to download the Flickfair app on Google Play and the App Store. The Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast is here weekly with exciting stories from exciting filmmakers. So be sure to tune in and don't miss out. This is the Flick Fair podcast, and we are tuned in. Welcome back to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Now, before we went to the break, we had a clip from the film Happy New Year, and two of the directors are here, Sabine and Morton, who have brought the film to you, listeners, here at mm. the Flick Fair podcast. Well, um, something that we definitely have to get right to is this aspect ratio, which mm. is its own uh, sort of uh, supporting character in this film. Um, mm. Morton, talk to us about the aspect ratio of your film here. Uh, that, was, that was a fun thing. Mm. Um, in the beginning, I talked about, I would like to like shoot anamorphic. Mm. I would like to use, you know, smoke and all this stuff. And, and the others were like, okay, go ahead. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> this is also your movie. Um, I know you have a beautiful eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And when you shoot anamorphic on a 69 sensor, it becomes this really, really wide image. Yeah. And I was thinking it was a shame if you like cut into it and zoom into it. Mm. So it will be like the, the normal aspects. So I just thought this, this will be like a unique kind of telling the story. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways it's, it's, 
it's a little bit too wide, but I think it's a character of its own. Uh, so it was like a, a mix of using these anamorphic mm-hmm. and and just go with the just go with it. Um, yeah. What, what's it like? Have you have you seen this on a movie screen? I don't think we have because all this COVID uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, oh, a film or in just the format. The the, the no, the, yeah. well, the both screen, right? The, 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 both, the yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we we have. I have. You have. Yeah, we have. You have. Where you were there, Morton. You we have been there. Yeah, we had a screening with a bigger screen. Yeah. Yeah, we saw the format. Okay. And what is the question? What, what was, what was the question? What was, your, <laughs> what was your first impression seeing this, oh. this aspect ratio laid out on a movie screen? Uh, I, Morten's going to just stop Morten in answering because very interesting is that I storyboarded this mm. uh, myself. Mm-hmm. And when I was storyboarding, I already realized how uh, much of a frame we had to fill mm. out with stuff. So yeah. we talked about that when we were ongoing on set. Mm. And Morton was, uh, you were very conscious about saying we will be, we, we, we would need to fill in content. So mm. that was in our mind before. So mm. the, the, the interesting thing was for us to see if it actually worked as mm. intended. Mm. Uh, yeah, and we can use it in, in a way to tell the story. Uh, like, have, have, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see the use of mirrors in in the film? I did actually. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, in fact, my impression of mirrors, uh, not just for mm. this film, but in general, is that mirrors are are sort of like doorways and gateways, but also mm. um, mirrors uh, are like foils in stories. Mm. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. when a character walks past a mirror, mm. a lot of storytellers will say, "Well, that's us seeing who the character mm. really is." Um, not necessarily just seeing who the character really is, but also seeing what the other possibilities are. Mm. Um, because a mirror doesn't show just mm. the character. The mirror shows many, many things in its reflection, mm. depending on exactly. where you're looking from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I found that fascinating as well as the the use of the, you, you have the haze coming in through the windows. Mm. Um, and so a lot of times we... Like, for example, Shakespeare would say, you're using poetry, for example, for this film. Mm. Shakespeare would say that window, the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm. But then mm. he would also yeah. refer to mirrors being like a gateway. And you have mm. haze coming in through the, through, the, through the windows where it's a little bit opaque and not so clear. Yeah. And yet you mm. have these sort of pristine reflections coming through a mirror where mm. traditionally we look at mirrors as being the opaque uh, character mm. in the in the mm. scene and the window yeah. being the clear mm. character in the scene the clear mm. sort of portal mm. in the scene mm. and it's kind of inverted which was which mm. was truly fascinating did mm. you did you personally find yourself okay i'm we've got the mirror in the shot the mirror has the camera or the, oh <laughs> did yes. you find you're constantly dancing around the mirrors <laughs> <Morton>. <laughs> yeah yeah and some of them are trick shots so mm. we 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 take the camera out afterwards in, uh, in the bathroom yeah in the bathroom exactly yeah. mm. um it's a small room. Morton was there with us. We we have some other shots where we were looking into the mirror, looking at the characters, but we didn't get the the format right or the, the picture right. So we couldn't use it. It didn't mm. look right. Mm. Uh, so those pictures, those shots in the movie they're in are those who worked. Mm. Um, but also when when we are in the in the bathroom mm-hmm. and she's brushing her teeth, mm. there should be a camera there, but there isn't. And then that's 
in a way to telling the audience that something is a little bit off, you know, mm, mm. it's not truly the real thing we are seeing. Mm. And that's the and whole... This couldn't be real if there was a camera there. Yeah, we are, exactly. We are going, looking in and outside yeah. the window and stuff, yeah. Mm. And that goes back to her telling the story. She is not a, what do you call the... You can't rely on... on yeah, on, on, unreliable narrator. Yeah. Mm, mm, so it mm. all like fits around to telling the story and that's where we could use the big aspect radio to mm. tell you know see her see all the mirror yeah. that's also on the format because you asked us you saw it what was your reaction and the thing is when you choose a format like that you're already mm -hmm. signaling that this is a this is this is between an art a drama and an art film mm, um, mm. and that's a that's also kind of a, a that's an aesthetic choice we choose but uh, we are being very wide at the same time we're very narrow mm. and that means you are going between sometimes seeing a lot more than you can for mm, example yeah. the drone shot from above mm. where you can just have one frame and you can see a whole whole story going on for yeah meters and meters and a lot of running um and other times you you narrow and you have you focus mm. uh, so uh so that was so interesting to play with and uh very lovely to see in, in mm. action but it was uh it was, as you said, a character in its own. It mm. was many parts were so intended to. I'm, I'm going to tiptoe around the plot a little bit because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone listening. But um, for, for our listeners who have not yet seen the film, we have a couple, a couple 20-something, 30-something couple um, who are codependent, we'll say that. And uh, it's also a volatile relationship. Um, that involves uh, substance abuse. Um, but this also transpires over a certain period of time. Um, mm. Now, the, the question that immediately comes to me is when you are shooting something and you want to render something pristine, as pristine as you have rendered this, um, mm. But also you want to remain as authentic and um, visceral uh, mm. in the experience as you also have rendered this. Um, I imagine there must be, particularly for you, Spina, when you are doing the storyboarding, and then mm. also for you, Morton, when you are behind the camera, um, mm. how do I still how do i obey the gods of uh <laughs> of visual storytelling and render something mm -hmm. beautifully mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. um keep the the storytelling as as hard-hitting as this is mm -hmm. that must have been a a <laughs> what, is, what is the question yeah. that must have been a, a huge challenge for you how do you do, oh, how do you yes. pull it off it's and a tricky was, thing what was your process I think our process is to 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 make the scene work first, um, mm -hmm. and then then um, make some shots that works around or works with the scene. Mm -hmm. um, there's a saying: if this if the scene is too beautiful, it takes mm -hmm. people out of the experience. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I think we forgot that a little bit and just made some beautiful images. There are because uh, there are some very beautiful images. I was yeah. I was I'd had some notes about uh, various particular uh, frames that I thought were just mm. absolutely stunning. Um, yeah. And then of course there are some moments when it's like okay I want to look away because mm. of what's taking place, what's happening. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
I think we just hit a, a really good balance of of good looking pictures and of, of good storytelling. Mm. Um, and sometimes I was when we were the, in the post production phase, I was like, "Oh, can you please use this?" And the editor <laughs> was like, "But it's not telling the story we want to tell." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> so then, then it's a mix of of what is working and what is not is not working, mm-hmm. and mm. And it's a good thing that some of the, the, the beautiful pictures still in the in the picture. I'm very happy for that, and I'm very happy you you liked it that much. Mm. Um, but it's, it's it's just difficult um, to make it all work. Mm. But it is it is called dark poetic for a reason, mm. and and mm-hmm. to me that's one of the best uh, wording for this uh, final film because it is both very dark and very beautiful. Mm. Even mm. the hard scenes are very beautiful and. Um, and hard as mm. the artist's reality is uh, in all the dark poetry of life. Mm, yeah. But one thing that was, um, because I, I, I think if I had, if I weren't me, <laughs> I was outside to ask the same question and I wouldn't know how did you come to this? Because this is so much a story that, uh, as you say, there are different films you make. You make the first in the script and then you make it when you film it and then you make it again when you render. Mm. Um, and this was based on pure choices and gut feeling between a lot of people, which mm. is the stupidest thing you can do unless you're very much uh, in sync with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, we were both, which was the, the, the goal in this because we could um, challenge each other. But for me, it was both like, you had, you had to you have to let go so many times. Mm. You have to not just kill a darling. You have to let go of love many times, just mm. from the script mm. to the storyboard, to standing in front of the camera for, for my second behind it, and then looking at yourself. And I think for me, it was uh, important, um, which of course we want to make film. <laughs> we want to make them, we want to get them out there, but that it took time because we um, also due to Corona, suddenly that happened. So that mm. gave us more time. Um, in the sense that we couldn't be together and there's a lot of stuff there, but taking time meant that we could come back with fresh eyes. Mm. Also mm-hmm. for me and Tobias, which we were looking at ourselves and that was why Morton was so important mm. uh, because he could say, yeah, but this works uh, in moments where it was too, because it wasn't, sometimes it gets too close. It's mm. hard looking at yourself like that, mm. but mm-hmm. also the other way around, for example, saying, yeah, this shot, I know this is where your eyes are, mm. but as a director, I would say this. Mm. Um, and because we were very open and embraced each other in that um it it worked but it it is uh, also um <laughs> give yeah kill, killing not just the darling but letting go mm. all the time and trust there's so much trust in this and trust your gut feeling mm. and i think for me honestly one of the most important things is that i have a lot of faith in morden and mm-hmm. his uh you as an artist mm-hmm. you saw you saw the picture thank you for thank you for <laughs> for um, seeing it because mm. it is right there. Are, I had no doubt that he could see this and uh, he had some of uh, the same faith in us mm. as actors and directors um, and all around. So, yeah. Mm. Is there is there a moment that you re- recall during the filming where you were collectively surprised by uh, what you got back in rushes where you said, oh, I did not see this happening, but mm. this works. Was there a moment that uh, that pops out in, in your mind that you were genuinely surprised? I think when we did the the, um, the scene in the end mm-hmm. where she's very upset the fight at the fight scene. Mm-hmm. And our first AD had to go out because it was so traumatizing for him. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, okay, we got something here. Um, I think that was the moment where I think this this is this is gonna work. Or this is this is something. This is a let's call it real. Mm. Um, I don't know if you have a. I think for me, there was yeah, that that was that moment. It's also because we so many people are come up in this little house we use as a location. Mm. And because it's it's low budget, you know, and it's it's made from artists that want to make this, with filmmakers wanting this. Mm. So being in that dynamic of being so close and having to live that scene and see that it was uh, that that they felt it, we could feel the whole energy there. Mm. And um, and later, I have to say, because we have um, Morton's lovely family has been uh, like they are they have been so supportive of us, and it's been so interesting to see your father mm. when he saw it. He said. I am so sad that you can make this film already, that you know mm, of this. Mm, you mm. didn't want us to have any kind of experience or view of life that made us able to touch him with this kind of story. Mm. I, I have to empathize with with uh, your father, Morton, because I was, <laughs> with that, without getting too personal, how, how old are, if it's not too personal a question, I'm assuming you, you, the three of you are in your late 20s, early 30s as well? Yeah, we were. Uh, I think we were late. We were late twenties when we started. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're millennials. So Thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can. I. I. I would. Uh, so what's your age? Oh, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm Generation X. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm Generation X myself. Mm. Um, that's why I. I can. I had a similar sort of reaction mm. to what your father had, more, mm, mm. Uh, given yeah. that um, the characters are 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 rather young. From my perspective, mm. but what the 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 stakes are so high and high in the sense that um, this level of codependency, um, we know it exists for 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 young people mm. as well, but we mm. just don't we don't see it mm. as oftenly as often portrayed um, mm. in this manner in in film, and um, I can also say in that sense it's heartbreaking to see young people um sort of put through that kind mm. of ringer uh mm. um so early in their life and mm. yet at the same time it's film and it's there's something to be said mm. about conveying this kind of message to, to mm. a wide audience to communicate something mm. bigger than ourselves i suppose um can i because can yes. i can i mm -hmm. comment on this because it's um um that is the whole point. Yeah. Uh, that is the harsh, hard point in this. And when we talked about uh, the characters and we started, it was very important to us that there were late 20s, dark 30s, because you are hitting a point where we talked about several times where you don't have adult vision around you, mm. meaning that we have so much becoming of age where you're teenagers and start your 20s. And uh, we know it's frustrating. We don't know what to do. But when you hit those late 20s, start 30s, you are so much on your own and uh, unless you have very good role models or a lot of good guidance which mm -hmm. you often don't have because now you're so old like now you can take care of yourself mm -hmm. um, then you end up in situations where where the, the real <laughs> crazy lord of the fly kind of moments where you, mm -hmm. you you realize how much of children you still are in the sense not children but unexperienced in life but that's when life gets really hard mm -hmm. so yeah. you end up having situations where you are like sorry, but like children trying to to um, get poop up off the floor, and they just know the motion, but they mm. don't know the how to do it. So they just end up 
getting worse and worse and worse, you know, um, trying to to hold these two holding on to each other because that's the only thing they got as well. Mm. And um, and I, I yes, it, it was actually the whole we don't expect this from this age, yeah. both what the, the the relationship they have, but also the experience in, in um, no spoilers, but but that was the whole point. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe also trying to say uh, yeah we don't know what we're doing but we the, do the, of course. Irony, <laughs> the, the irony is that um, I mm. think uh, for my generation and possibly for your mm. father's generation Morton V mm. we saw this ourselves actually when we were when we were teenagers even mm. um, yeah. and I think the what repeats itself is that each generation hopes that it does not sort of revisited mm. on the generation that comes after us. Yeah. And rather than it being uh, ignorance of it existing, mm. it's more more kind of a denial that, uh, oh, I mm. hoped that this would not have come to <laughs> this generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that's why it's always so, mm. so um, perhaps why it's so always so tough for, for perhaps your father and, and other mm. people mm. in the same yeah, age yeah. range to, to see something mm. of this nature. But uh, mm. I really absolutely have to commend the both of you for for rendering something so powerful and so beautifully uh, um, imaged on screen. Mm. Uh, listeners, we are joined by Sabina and Morton, who brought us the film Happy New Year. And I'm telling you, if you have not yet seen this film, you definitely need to watch it. Go to flickfair.com to see it. We have one more clip from the film for you to enjoy. And when we come back, our guests will tell us all about what they've got working in the cauldron in the future so stay tuned we'll be right back jeg savner at tale med dig om alt da vi stoppede med at tale var det fordi jeg altid talte så meget og, og det handlede altid om dig du er sms'er høfligt og upersonligt jeg tænker på et svar Jeg kan se din arme i en undertrøje for mig, som var du lige her. Jeg har lyst til at røre ved din hud. Ikke med mine hænder, men med mine læber. Be sure to get your Flickfair Festival Pass at flickfair.com. Find us here every week for the Flick Fair podcast for scintillating conversations with filmmakers and movers and shakers in the world of cinema. Did you miss a previous episode of the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast? Don't fret. All our previous episodes are now available on all streaming platforms. So check out the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast wherever podcasts are served. Are you a storyteller? Well, here's an opportunity that might be right up your alley. If you are a filmmaker looking to bring your film to the masses, here's your chance. Flickfair Film Festival. Yes, go to flickfair.com to register your film and show it to the world. The Flickfair app is now available on Google Play and the App Store. What are you waiting for? Take the movie magic wherever you go. You are listening to the Flick Fair podcast with Akio Wingate. 
Welcome back to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. And I'm joined by Sabina and Morton, who have brought us the film Happy New Year. Well, uh, before we get to what a lot of your new fans and future fans are wondering, which is what's next, um, mm. do you have any advice for any of the filmmakers in the audience who have seen this film and are wondering how to get their own films up on their mm. feet. Um, where would they start? Where should they start? Oh, it's a good question. I will say story, story, story. Yeah, uh, it's all about the good story. It's all about the good story. And then you can put all the fancy cameras and stuff. Mm. Um, and we were so lucky we got that poem and, poem and, and we made a good script. Uh, Sabina made a good script. Uh, so I think they have to focus on the story, you know, make make small stories and go out film with their iPhones and, and just make stuff, I would say. Realization I had doing this and I'm also having now with starting new projects is um, daring to, to tell your story, daring mm. to trust what's in you and that, mm. uh, trust the thing that is coming from exactly you. Mm. The person you are, the experience you have, the artist you are, and don't doubt it, just do it. Mm. Really dare to do that and dare to give some of yourself because all great art, all great films are based on giving something of yourself, not giving away, but lending yourself out. Mm. So, yeah. It's it's interesting to hear both of you say, say that. Uh, so many of our guests in the past have, have said something very, very similar. Um, mm -hmm. They've spoken about trust and uh, taking big risks, mm. as well as uh, nurturing a good story, um, as well as having a good team around you. Uh, oh yes, mm. find good playmates. Yeah, yeah. Make it. Yeah, it has to be be good and fun, but also uh, based on trust in each other. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. And you have to have somebody that can tell you the truth, saying, yeah. "Ah, that's oh, not going to yes. work." Uh, Please. That could work. Or hmm. yeah. And be honest, honesty yeah. between each other. That's, yeah. as you say, one thing is to, but um, yeah. How, how long did it take to, to film and complete this film? It was, we shot about a week in the summer house. Mm -hmm. And then we shot some. Had pickup days before and, we had, and after. So yeah, yeah, like a weekend, a Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From Friday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it like 10 days. Mm -hmm. um, and it was in post-production for a long time because we couldn't find the editor. Okay. Um, this project... We had, a, we had a switch in editors due to the, the corona situation would work, changed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people had to uh, jump in and out to make sure they were secure, just in general. Mm. Uh, which is something we all share as filmmakers, I think, <laughs> last mm. two years yeah. in this yeah. industry. Yeah. One of the new things of... Is, of trying to find ways to problem solve given the pandemic. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah. imagine. Yeah. Mm. Well, what about uh, what's next on the horizon? So what can we expect from, from you going forward? Anything you'd like to tease or announce now or? or uh, uh, what can we to? tell? I'm working, I'm working on a script that the Sabine is helping me with. There's like an aftermath of like coming home. Like afterward, the character in, in, in Happy New Year, like, mm -hmm. How does it feel like on the other side coming home from that mm. and like picking up yourself? Um, 
but it's still very early in the in in the process. So uh, there's no not so much to tell. Um, I would mm-hmm. say for my for my side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a I have a few projects that's not my own going on as well, and uh, also sitting with another script. But my I come to the point where I um dreaming about formulating stories that are I it's a, I say it's in colors, but it's a meaning that I want to show alternative ways of uh, life and living mm. and love. Mm. meaning all sorts of a different love but mm. uh, environments that we uh, don't see in a normative life um, both in um, touching queerness queerdom mm. uh, mm-hmm, alternative mm-hmm. family alternative love mm-hmm. but also just um, worlds in colors where you are able to express yourself in mm. uh, different ways than we are in our culture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've hit the point where I have to figure out how much I give and uh, how I formulate it um, more than the very long notes I have for three o'clock of the night mm. so mm. but that's on mm. the side of acting in different things mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah and and what about uh, where can fans uh, find you uh, are there any websites or social media where can they look uh, for more of your work and uh, keep abreast of what you're doing hmm well, I have a homepage, sabinatune.com. And also I have my Instagram, which is also sabinatune, uh, where you can follow what I do and also Facebook mm. and more than your company. Mm. Yeah, I was just thinking I have my own Instagram. But also the centralmediaproduction.com, yeah, which yeah. is also where we have produced the film. Yeah, which is, yeah. Uh, just a cmp.dk, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay yeah. well that, yeah. in, that, yes. in that case listeners you know exactly where to find them and uh, mm. uh, yes. if you have not yet seen Happy mm. New Year what are you waiting for go to flickfair.com if you don't have your mm-hmm. festival pass get your festival pass then immediately go to Happy New Year and sit down and watch this absolutely stunning film Sabina and Morton, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It has truly been a pleasure, and I absolutely commend you on this beautiful film. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Akil. It's been a pleasure. Well, there you have it, listeners. We've come to the end of yet another Flickfair Film Festival podcast. But don't fret, because we will have next week another guest, just like our two guests this this episode, who brought us an exciting film. And just like this exciting film, Happy New Year, we will have another exciting story for you. So until next time, take care. <laughs>